Hey guys, Josh Curran here, and you're listening to Surly Talks Warriors. Welcome back to another episode of the Surly Talks Warriors podcast brought to you by Ortex. Today I'm joined by one of the most requested lads to get on the show, the man with arguably the best lid in the NRL, in my opinion anyway, young gun Warriors forward Joshy Curran. Josh, thanks for jumping on, bro. Hey, cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Huge performance on Saturday against the Bronx. Solid first 40, really did set it up for a good win. What were your thoughts on the game, bro? I can imagine the boys were pretty happy to get that result. Yeah, um, bro, yeah, obviously it's a good um, result getting the win. And um, I don't know, we just we went out there and um, we just stuck to our sets and um, we just completed our sets. And um, I feel like um, us completing the sets can show what um, what we can do to teams. But um, and also it's also good that we got the win because there's I think there's about four boys from Bronx that actually I know Logi it was the first time Logi playing Bronx and also um, Jesse Harper's and plus you got Cody and Racy but um, yeah we we also spoke about that on um, Captain's Run about um, how much of an important game it is for them and um, all the boys got it on the back of it and yeah got the two points which is good. Uh, Jesse with with two cheeky little meat pies. He must have been stoked with that against his old team on loan. Yeah, bro, he was um he was cheering. Um, I actually, to be honest, I actually um didn't know much about Jesse until he came here. And bro, he's a freak, man. Yeah, he goes good, eh? Good looking bloke too. Yeah. Sure. Oh, no. Don't right. He is a good looking bloke, but can't pump his tires up. And the boys are two from two now, and it seems like the squad is starting to gather a bit of momentum. So how's the vibe in the camp? Because from the outside looking in, it seems like the boys are pretty tight this season. Yeah, um, yeah. obviously, I think that's kind of the benefit about living over here. Obviously, all the boys uh, live pretty close to each other. Um, and we all, yeah, we're always kind of with each other. But um, yeah, obviously, we're two on the trot now. And uh, we spoke about it today. Just uh, we can't get complacent in that. Um, obviously, we've got a big game against the Cowboys, and it's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be one of our biggest games. Obviously, you got Pet, Pet and um, Jermaine playing against us, and um, so they'll be yeah, they'll all be on the back of them trying to ride them. But um, yeah, we spoke about it. we can't get too complacent, and if we just do our job, we should be sweet. Yeah, nice. And you touched on it there, but what will the key focuses be, do you reckon, for the boys heading into this game because it is a big clash. Yeah, obviously, um, obviously their forward pack, um, they've got a big forward pack there with Tamalolo and that. And um, yeah, I think it's just key focus is just staying in the grind and um, yeah, just um, playing simple. Yeah, nice. And it was awesome to see a packed crowd at Redcliffe. How's the support been from the Redcliffe locals, bro? Because they're pretty much your adopted home base. And how much does it give the lads a lift in front of game day, full crowd? Some of them were Bronx fans, but still pretty cool atmosphere, it seemed like. Probably the um, Redcliffe. I think we got like ten thousand people there, but um, Redcliffe's. It's like well, I wouldn't say it's the biggest stadium, but um, bro, the packed crowd, man. You could you could definitely hear the crowd. Obviously, um, yeah, we got a couple, uh, fair few supporters up in Redcliffe and up at Brizzy here, and um, yeah, it helps us heaps, bro. Just obviously we're away from home, but yeah, home, home, um, away from home, which is good. So um, yeah, full credit to the supporters that come out and um, support us because we definitely can feel the support there. And, um, yeah, we love running out and listening to all the fans and that. 
Yeah, that's unreal. And your form was impressive last year, and it's continued into the first four rounds of this year. What do you think has been the keys to unlocking your form so far in 2022? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, probably just wanted to be an NRL player. Yeah. Um, obviously, I thought when I got out of school that, um, you know, I went straight in the top 30. Um, and I just thought that I didn't realise what it had to be how much work you in, um, yeah, how much work you had to put on and off the field to be uh, become an NRL player. And I think the positive thing for me is that when Brownie came over here, he pretty much sat me down and just told me, mate, you gotta like put your head down, otherwise like go find another, pretty much go um, find another place. Um, and yeah, I've, I feel like that 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 done me justice. Um, made me have a good look at myself and. Yeah, I was kind of sick of playing cup and that. And yeah, I wanted to play more great. So yeah, I had to put my head down and um, actually do some work. So yeah, I think it's been the best thing for me. Nice. And a few of the boys have mentioned that you're one of the fittest going around. They always chuck a Chanel and then your name up there. Is that something you pride yourself on, bro, for a big boy? Oh, very obviously. Yeah, I haven't got a good rig. I've got the sloppy, I've got the sloppy oh. dad bod. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just in fitness, I try to try to always lead the fitness and um yeah i don't know it's like on field bro i just try to leave everything out there on the in training as well because i know um yeah the, the way you train is a it's a way you play yeah that's mad and let's talk delium quickly bro because i know it's only early in the season but up until last week you were sitting in fifth place that's pretty unreal obviously a long way to go but how does it feel being named among some of the best to kick off the year no, nah, yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty cool, bro. But um, to be honest, I don't really, um, really take notice of that stuff. Hey, eh? obviously, yeah, it's it's um, pretty, um, yeah, pretty proud moment. But yeah, as you said, it's still early as in the season, and um, I guess it could, be, I guess you can say it's a little um, reward. But yeah, bro, I, I try not to focus about all that stuff. I just want to go out there and um, do my best, and whatever happens, happens off the field. And you'll probably give a similar answer for this one as well. But one of the game's greats, the Blues coach, Freddie Fittler, he brought your name up as a origin bolter and a name that's in the mix. So is playing State of Origin something you'd like to achieve this year or in the near future? Yeah, for sure, bro. Obviously, um, yeah, being a New South Welshman. Um, yeah, I, I used to always watch Origin and um, I used to just always dream about playing Origin. And yeah. Um, yeah, I've set a couple of goals for myself this year, and um, if I yeah, if I can, if I hopefully I can uh, keep playing good footy, and if I get the chance to um, play Origin, man, um, yeah, I honestly, uh, it would probably be so emotional for me because eh? yeah, it's honestly one of the obviously everyone says it's like the touch, toughest um, series, and then just Origins is such a tough um, game, but yeah, I'd I'd love to play Origin. Unreal. And let's rewind a little, bro. You touched on it a bit there, but born in Sydney. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your early days? Did you always play rugby league growing up? Um, yeah, bro. So when um, so I used to always go watch dad play football. And uh, apparently I used to like, I used to be a little menace when I was young. Mum <laughs> used to, uh, they used to, my parents used to wrap their phone numbers because um, on my hand because he used to always run away in that. So um, dad just said one day, uh, stuff it, we're going to chuck you in footy. So I actually played my first footy game when I was three, man. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I used to run around with my little, uh, with my older brother. And um, yeah, he chucked me, he chucked me in footy just to um, get some energy out of me. But yeah, man. So I started footy at age of three. Then I was um, in the para juniors. 
then um, moved to Roosters, played 20s through Roosters with a couple of the boys um, that are at the Warriors and um, debuted at the Roosters. Then, uh, yeah, I had Boido too, and Boido was playing, then Angus Crichton first came over, and Satili Tupanua was coming through. Also, you had Nat Butcher, and um, I wasn't, yeah, I kind of took footy for granted for the first two years, and um, when Sally was at the Warriors, he came across and um, after my debut and said, do you want to come do a mid-season transfer? Um, I think like you'll, you'll get more opportunity over here and it'll be good for you. So, yeah, I had a fresh start then. Yeah, then the 2020 season, bro, um, that, that was when COVID hit. Yeah. That was pretty, that was actually probably a challenging season, eh? Because if you weren't playing, you were just doing fitness because there was no Cup or Queensland um, Cup. So, um, if you weren't, yeah, if you weren't playing, you were just doing, bro, you just getting pumped every week. Kind of lost motivation for football. That year was, I don't know, I guess you can kind of say I took the piss out of footy that year. Then, um, yeah, Brownie came on board and, yeah. All up from there. there. And I think it was uh, Solomon Akata that left the squad mid-season that, that gave you a crack to join the top 30. Um, you mentioned the move coming about. What were your first thoughts and what attracted you to the club when the offer came up? Oh, bro, so, um, <laughs> I, so when I actually got, like, when Sally approached us, um, I was, like, my brother moved up to Queensland, so I was the only um, kid at home. So, um, I was, yeah, I was speaking to Dad and my manager, and Dad pretty much, like, mate, you got to take it. Like, um, I know it's a hard choice, but it's the opportunity that you just got to look. You got to look uh, in the future here. Yeah. And um, obviously, Mum, yeah, because I was the early baby at home. She didn't want, like, she didn't want me to go, but then she did. And, um, yeah, she was she was all in tears, but <laughs> she knew what was best for me. Um, so, yeah, chose, chose to come over here just to get a better opportunity in that. Then I remember my first day going into the club. Uh, so um, he, he was walking out. Yeah, he was walking out of the club and I was walking past him and he just gave me the biggest steps there. And I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> and um, dad was just laughing and that. So... But um, the biggest reason, I remember Jacker was over here. So he came the same year, but he was doing preseason. He started at the start of the year. I gave him a little call and he, um, I just said, like, how is, how's the Warriors? And, yeah, he he um, had very positive words. And, yeah, it's kind of no-brainer came over. And um, lived, I think I lived in the Warriors house for about four months. I was like, oh. no, nah, I need to get my own place. I like, like being independent in that. So yeah. moved in with Jacko. But, yeah, man, I love it here, eh? I was actually talking about uh, to Jackson Fryer about it earlier, about two weeks ago. I'm like, bro, we've been here for four and a half years already. Like, it's just gone that fast. Mad. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think the Warriors were still based in Auckland at that time too, right? So was that a hard move to to move over to New Zealand? Um, yeah, it was. Obviously, um, I haven't actually moved, like lived away from mum and dad. So I found it pretty hard. Um but yeah, when I got over when I got over to New Zealand, um, I, I loved it. I, I miss home so much. I call it home now, but yeah, yeah, I'm honestly missing New Zealand that much. Eh? Oh, it's it's awesome to call you that you call it home, bro. That's that's unreal to hear. And uh, you mentioned before that Brownie pulled you aside and had a bit of an honest conversation. Can you tell us kind of what was said in a nutshell and uh, how that helped you find that next level? Because you had been toiling away a bit at the Roosters and then your form since he's joined has been pretty unreal. Was it that honesty that's kicked you into the next gear? 
Yeah, bro. So I actually sat down. I went to Granny's room over in Terrigal and um, yeah, he sat me down. I remember New South Wales Cup were playing. Uh, I think it was like Blacktown Workers versus West Magpies. And Peter Sullivan was in the room as well. And they're just talking to me and they're just like, mate, like, um, yeah, pretty much you're taking the PSA. <laughs> and I was just like, at that moment, like, just when, it, when I was like, I was just like, oh, shit, like, I need to change my attitude here. Then I remember Sully was just like, mate, if you keep going, like, that's, you're going to be playing New South Wales Cup for Blackdown workers. Like, um, then Brownie's like, mate, it's like, you got to put your head down. Otherwise, yeah, we, um, we want you to look elsewhere. Then. I remember I just kind of thought to myself, like, shit, man, like, I, I need to stop taking a piss here. I actually need to put my head down. And, um, yeah, <laughs> so that's that's actually, like, I'm, I'm really, like, appreciative that he gave me that chat because, mm. um, yeah, it gave me, then he gave me the opportunity in round six last year. And um, I just remember telling myself, I've got to take this with both hands. And, yeah. Shit, it definitely worked. Had an unreal season last year. And then heading into this season, did you set yourself kind of personal goals or were there areas in your game that you wanted to improve on to go to that next level? Yeah, bro. So um, I had a chat with Brownie at the start of the year and I just said to him, um, I, I kind of want to do what I done last year where like either starting at lock or starting at second row, then um, if it's changing positions mid-game and that just – um yeah so I, I um told him I wanted to start do what I'd done last year because I thought it was best for me and best for the team as well but um obviously yeah I've set some personal goals for myself at the start of the year and um yeah I really want to achieve them this year and you mentioned there you've been playing both lock and second row is there one that you prefer in particular or do you like that that versatile utility where you can bounce between the two now nah. oh Sorry, mate. Hold up one second. Oh, good. He's <laughs> right. But Sorry, online bro. shopping, eh? Oh. <laughs> um, nah, bro. I love I love playing both. Hey, um, I I love playing lock, being like a more of a ball playing lock, and um, yeah, kind of being like a third half helping Shawnee and um, channel if it's nephew there. Then um, also, yeah, I love running. I love playing second overs. I love running lines and that. So, yeah, I, I love doing both, man. If I can play both in the same game, um, yeah, I'll be happy. You've been dropping it on the boot a bit lately, eh, the last couple of games. Is that something that you're looking to add to your bow? Oh, I don't know. The kick I'd done on the weekend, that was just a brain explosion. I thought um, Corey Oates, <laughs> Corey Oates was a bit, um, was up flat, but. Yeah, you read it like a book, but um, no, nah, I've always, always like loved putting a little cheeky kick or something. Just and I feel like it takes um, the defenders don't really um, not aware of it. So yeah, uh, I don't know. I kind of love it. Always a good skill to have. And July third is a date circled in every Warriors fan's calendar. The much anticipated return to Mount Smart. You're one of only eight in the current squad that's actually played for the Warriors at Mount Smart. How excited are you to return back and play in front of the Warriors fans? Bro, I cannot wait. Eh? Um, I remember the last year when the, we had two games and they got cancelled. I was so filthy. And I remember uh, a couple of the boys uh, that haven't been over there, like, oh, how how is it playing like in front of the Warriors fans? I'm like, bro, it's one of the best things ever. Eh? I was like, awful. probably early worst thing is, is like probably on a Friday night at seven o'clock, it's freezing and getting tackled <laughs> and that. But I'm like, nah, all the supporters, man, over there, wait till you just run out. I'm like, you you just like get a burst of energy and like the adrenaline running through you. Like, bro, it's hectic, eh? 
That's unreal. And do you have a, fa- a favourite memory at Mount Smart? Um, bro, I only played one game at Mount Smart. Yeah. We, okay. I, it was my first game there against Canberra and we got pumped. So that's oh, the only man. memory I've got. <laughs> but oh, no, I, can I can't wait to go back, bro. I don't know. I can't wait to go back. I'm looking so forward to it. Awesome. And you recently extended your contract through to 2024. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of all Warriors fans when I say we're stoked to have you even longer at the club, bro. Was that an easy decision for you to make? And uh, what kind of team goals would you like to achieve over the next few seasons? I can imagine playing finals football would be up there for you. Yeah, bro. So, um, yeah, when Warriors wanted to extend, um, yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer for me. Obviously, um, Oh, yeah, I really wanted to mark down a starting position and I feel like under Brownie, um, he probably brings out the best footy um, from me. So, yeah, it was, it was a no-brainer. And um, I knew the, the talent we have this year and next year and the on coming years, um, honestly, we can, we can honestly make finals and we can even make the top four. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to be, yeah, be a part of the uh, first Warriors team to make the grand final and win the grand final, bro. So, um, yeah, some of the talent that we have coming next year and also this year, man, like, yeah, I'm looking so forward to it. Shit, yeah, I love to hear that. And then finally, before we get into some quick fire questions, you're a proud Indigenous man, having worn the jersey three times for the Indigenous All-Stars. Can you tell us a bit about that side of your heritage and what that game means to you? Because I can imagine it's a clash that you really look forward to every year. Yeah, bro. So, um, mum's Indigenous. I'm from the Darug tribe and, yeah, my my um, totems are going up. Um, yeah, I'm a yeah proud, real proud um, Indigenous man. Honestly, um, I, I love that week. Eh? It's one of the best weeks I've always said to Brownie. If I ever get the opportunity, man, like I'm, I'm going to play it. Like I just, it means the world to me. And um, yeah, chucking on that jersey, I just know um, that you're playing for all Indigenous people, elders, past and present. And um, yeah, and honestly, I just love the week because all the boys come in and. Um, yeah, you just you connect together, bring all the tribes together, and um, bro, it's actually a pretty emotional week, eh? Because we go through so much, like you just learn so much about your culture, and you go you go pretty deep into it, and um, yeah, all all the boys, um, yeah, we, we all open up to each other, and yeah, we just talk about how proud we are, and um, yeah, like I said, man, like I hope I can play it every year. Yeah, that's unreal. And are there a few boys that are real hearty? They kind of lead the lead the way for that week. Yeah, bro. So obviously, um, yeah, you got Latrell there and Cody Walker, but um, you got them big boys. Um, but everybody, everyone gets on board. Eh? That's a, that's the a thing. Like, um, no one's like everyone gets there, and everyone's just yeah, we're just straight on board, and we just yeah, it's the best week of my life, bro. Honestly, was it fun ripping in against some of the Warriors boys playing for the Maldives? A bit of banter there. Yeah, bro. So Jazzy was giving it to me the whole week, <laughs> and then, um, bro, he was just like, oh man, I can't wait to run at you and I don't even think I tackled him the whole um the whole game or anything but um yeah but it was so funny um just seeing Jazzy and Channel and um Nephi um on the other side bro good shit and some quick fire questions bro what's your favorite thing to do outside of footy um bro I love playing golf eh? yeah um yeah just go go on a golf course clear the head and just um yeah try hit the ball <laughs> no good but I try I try my best Who's the best in the squad? Because a few of the boys have said they play. Um, right, Jacko Fry is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Wade Egan. Yeah, Wade, 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 Wade Jacko is probably the best players. Yeah, 
Nice. And if you could play for any other professional sports team in the world, who would it be, bro? Ooh. Bro, I'd be a, oh, I don't know, probably like an NBA player or yeah. um, NFL player, bro. Any I don't team know. in particular? I don't know. Oh, I'll go for Seattle. Yeah. Seahawks or yeah. NFL, but bro, I'll be, um, I follow Russell Westbrook. Oh. But, bro, he's not going too good this season, but I don't know. Every, everywhere he goes, bro, I just always buy a jersey of him. But yeah, I didn't. I, to be honest, I didn't buy um, Washington jerseys. I don't. Yeah, there's no way I'm buying one of them. Nah, fair shit. Tough times for the Lakers at the moment. <laughs> and a run it straight challenge, bro. If you have to run it straight at one of your teammates, who's the one warrior you wouldn't want to run it at? Um, well, probably Adam or Logi. Yeah. Just the weight difference, bro. <laughs> I would get folded, man. <laughs> Yeah, fair. Jazz has come up a bit as well. Is is he a bit of a bit of one as well to watch? No, nah, he's a little speed bump, bro. <laughs> Love it. And uh, your gay, your go-to post-game feed or cheat meal? Um, couple beers. Yeah, nice. Can you put that in. Nah, um, probably I don't know, bro. Probably like I don't know KFC Maccas or something. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, you're the best or worst roommate to have at the Warriors, bro. You can go either way. Oh, best or worst. Um, I don't know. I really had good roommates, eh? I haven't actually had a bad roomie yet. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, all, all my roomies have actually been mad. That's good. The boys will be happy with that. And some listener questions <laughs> now. First one from Tom Harris, and he says, what's the biggest difference between Brownie and your previous coaches? Oh, bro, Brownie's like, yeah, he's he's pretty full on. He's just all about footy, man. Like, um, yeah, he's just, even on his day off, he's just always watching football and that. Um, so he's always um, learning and um, trying to give us some learning tips. And, um, yeah, we're, I'm, we're always getting taught something each day. Nice. And what's Tohu's presence in the squad been like while he's been injured? And has he had much effect on your game, considering <laughs> you're playing in the jersey that he'd probably normally be wearing? Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, Toro's been good. Obviously, um, yeah, he was struggling a little bit. Obviously, it's a long road yeah. um, on recovery. Um, so yeah, he had his he had his little demons that he was fighting, but we're all there for him. But um, bro, he's yeah, he's so good. He comes to training, and it was even doing the blue shirt a little bit. Um, I think having him having him on the field, he was always um. So I've been working with Toro for a fair bit um this year. Um, and we've just been yeah, he's been teaching me a couple of things when. When he obviously when he was playing lock and um yeah just having him and he's just um uh, like teaching me just little traits and um what he's what he's learned over his career so yeah it's been real good for me man nice and the next one comes from the cook island kiwi he says have you looked at somewhere to live in auckland yet and is there an area of the city that you prefer um bro i haven't looked yet hey because still still a fair way i actually probably yeah. need to start looking but um, when, I, when I actually lived over there, I lived in Mission Bay and that. So I'll probably move back to Iraqi Mission Bay. Nice area, bro. Pretty flash. No, no. Get, get in there with a couple of boys, bro. It's expensive over there, man. It is. It is. Especially that part, for sure. Yeah. And the next one comes from Cody Tangahoe, and he says, what cultural similarities do you see within the Aborigine culture and the Māori culture? Um. Bro, to be honest, we're just all um, passionate, eh? So, like, even when we do the Indigenous, like, the All-Stars um, games, like, the whole week, um, when we do something, the Maldives come as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's 
about um for me I, I see it as like both cultures are so passionate about the cultures and um they're so proud of their like who they are yeah that's sick and the final one here it comes from logan dodds and i think it's a question on a lot of people's minds because everyone rates the mullet and he says do you use a standard two-in-one shampoo and conditioner or do you go for separate products to keep the locks looking luscious <laughs> bro i i think I, I got my mum's hair man it's it's curly as um i wash it i condition it um then the wake up the next morning it's just so curly again and all wavy and that i got my mum's hair yeah and the follow-up one is would you shave it for a charity but i think everyone loves seeing the mullet running around <laughs> oh bro um i would but yeah probably probably gotta keep the mullet eh? feel like if I cut it off, no one will know who I am. <laughs> you got to bring it back to Mount Smart, bro. It's definitely a real fan favourite, so we need to see it here. Yeah, it's staying, bro. It's staying. Nice. That's all I've got, bro. Cheers for jumping on. Unreal to have a yarn with you and looking forward to seeing you ripping again on Friday night up the Warriors. Cheers, bro. Thanks for having me.